Welcome everybody to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. Today we're going to be talking about both Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Uh, we're going to lead it off with Zach Wilson. And if you're listening on YouTube, we'll be talking about him today. And then the Justin Fields segment will come out tomorrow. Also, I am not in my typical recording spot, so there might be some background noise. Just want to give everyone a, a prior warning in advance. But Aiden, you can start it off, man. Is there a chance that Zach Wilson is there at three for the 49ers? I think there's a chance, not not a high chance by by any means. I think that's the reason that the Niners traded up to three. I think that Sala might have tipped his hat a little bit and said that Wilson's going to be their, their guy too, especially because they're, they're shopping Darnold so much. Um, but there's, there's always a chance. Maybe the Jags do something crazy and pick fields at, 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 at one. Um, that Ohio State connection. But I that mean, would be something that would really be insane. That would really throw people for a loop. And then the Jets are like, okay, we'll take T law. And then Wilson sitting for the Niners at, at three, which again, possible, maybe not plausible, but I guess we'll have to see. Do you think there's any chance that the Jets decide to not take Wilson and take fields? I think there's definitely a shot. Um, I think fields just absolutely killed his pro day and that can only help him. And maybe, um, that that Jets front office is th- is rethinking their their decision a little bit, but um, everything that 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 we've heard is Wilson at at two, and I think the Niners know who who they're picking at three right now based on what they assume the Jags are going to do, and I feel like they have a pretty good idea on what the Jets are going to do. Yeah, no, for for me, I think I think a lot of people are hoping that somehow the Jets end up taking Penny Sewell and Zach Wilson is there for them at three. I am really confident that the one and two picks are pretty much locks. I think that's the only two picks that you can really mark down. I also do think that you should mark down Penny Sewell to the Bengals, but now there's been some Jamar Chase hype there. So it's kind of like the, the draft really starts at three for the Niners. I don't think Wilson will be there. Um, and I, I'll just give a quick analysis of what I kind of think about Zach Wilson. Um, I basically, in my summary of his scouting report, I have him. This is what I have. Zach Wilson is a modern NFL quarterback. He extend plays at a high level, moves very well, and has fantastic downfield touch. His release is extremely quick, and he goes through his progressions very quickly. Overall, he does everything pretty good, but he doesn't have any truly elite traits outside his arm talent and just, I guess, overall feel for the game. And I, I know a lot of people think, like, okay, like this guy's a hater on Zach Wilson. I, I do think he's good. I just think that when you compare him to the other guys in the class, it's just, they, the traits just don't pop as much. Um, a lot of his issues come from how he transfers his weight when he's pushing the ball downfield. Uh, this is, and this is early on in the year. I said he doesn't consistently use his lower body, and I said it can be improved. I do think he improves that a lot, and I think we've seen that in his motion now that he really drives the ball well. So, I mean, there's one thing that I thought was kind of a weakness in the past that he's improved at. So I, I do think Wilson is a very good quarterback. I, I like I like Fields more, and we'll get into Fields a little bit later. But I think that there's almost no chance that the Jets don't take him at number two. I, I talked about his feel for the game. I think that's why they're going to take him at two. I think that they just see him and they go, "Hey, this guy understands what's around him. His pocket presence is really, really elite." I think that, and just the ability to throw in like different platforms and, and still transfer his weight because that's how he's. I think that's how he developed in the, like that was his largest development in 2020. So I think he's a solid pick for the Jets at two. I, I don't know if it's going to work out like everyone thinks it will. I, I just think that the Jets are are a little bit behind. 
in terms of like the roster and stuff. So I don't think that his rookie year is going to be, it's going to look really good. Still think, I still understand the pick though. Um, and I just think he's not going to be there at three. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on him. I, I, I think like if we started talking about, oh, who should the Niners take Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, I think I'd probably expect them to still take Justin Fields, even if Zach Wilson was there, um, which definitely is, is opposite of what most people think. And I, I do recognize that. But I just think that you have a guy like Justin Fields with all the tools, um, just the physical abilities that he brings to the table are phenomenal. Zach Wilson isn't quite there, but for a team like the Jets, they just tried to roll with the you know physical traits guy and Sam Darnold. And I think they're going to kind of o- not overcompensate, but they're going to go after a different approach this time around. And I, I, it does make sense. I just find it really unlikely that he's there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Zach Wilson also out of BYU. We actually had to look this up and kind of comb through some some uh, previous seasons. But he was nineteen and nine as a starter. Went four and three as a true freshman. Four and five as a sophomore. And then kind of had a Joe Burrow esque rise uh, over his senior year. Um, played really well. Obviously had the loss to Coastal Carolina. But honestly, like that was probably his his worst game, and he still played fine. Um, had him in a position to win the game at the end. Obviously, didn't didn't do it. Um, but he's he's a guy who, if if you have to describe him in in one word, he's very fluid. He's very smooth. He's a guy who never looks rushed. And when you look at him, you don't expect him to be six two two fifteen, which is what he um, measured in and weighed in at his pro day. He's a guy who almost moves like a smaller guy. Um, I'd say he's a mix of Russell Wilson and Kyler and how they move. Obviously not as fast or quick, but I think he's a really good fit for the modern NFL. Keep him on the move and run that Shanahan-esque offense with that that regime over there. But I think that'll I think that'll be the pick at two. And I am so excited to start talking about Justin Fields, who we both think is is gonna be the pick at three. But before we move on Justin Fields, I want to ask you something really quick. So because I said I would rather have Justin Fields than Wilson. Would you rather have Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? Because I think most people, I think almost like probably like ninety percent of people would rather have Zach Wilson. I, I don't know where where are you at on that? <sighs> okay, if Shanahan wasn't the head coach, I would say Zach Wilson. But given that we know that Shanahan can get the most out of a guy like Matt Schaub, a guy like Kirk Cousins, guys who aren't as physically gifted, I want to see what he's going to do with Justin Fields. That would be my pick. This guy is 6'3", 227, ran a 4.44, and low-key kind of stumbled. He he thinks that he could run in the 4.3s. Special, special athlete. And I know we, we touched on this really quickly yesterday, but I think it's super important to be able to run, especially as a rookie. Um, helps you have more success early on when you can rely on on your legs a little bit more not sure that they would do designed quarterback run kind of stuff but he did that that kind of things that ohio state and definitely had some success doing it but it's one of those things that like i want to see what shanahan's gonna do with the physical tools and he alluded that that's something that he would potentially want which is why we're not talking about mac jones yeah (laughs) do you you remember how um i think it was when they were I think it was the week before they played the Bills. I, I want to say it was Josh Allen. He was mm-hmm. talking about how he wanted that guy. Yeah. I think I think Fields is that guy. And I, I, mean, we, I think we, it's we, Fields or Lance, yeah. So then getting into Justin Fields, I think the reason why he's going to be the pick 
is really just the athlete that he is. The overall, like what he can bring to the offense is very unique. He's going to be the first, I think, true dual threat quarterback Shanahan's ever had. I know people say RG3. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than RG3, I think, on almost every single level. Now, RG3 might be the athlete, but I think Justin Fields is phenomenal. I'm, I'm super stoked. I think in a lot of classes, he is the number one pick. Now, this year, he's not going to be the number one pick, obviously. But I think at three, he's probably going to be the guy. Uh, also, I'm a huge Trey Lance guy. I'll get into him later this week. Um, I'm actually going to be having John Chapman on the show, and we're going to be talking about Trey Lance, so make sure to come back for that. But overall, this is how I feel about Justin Fields. The first thing that stands out to me is Fields' motion looks unnatural in the pocket, but when he's on the run, he looks comfortable, and it looks easy for him. We're going to see him on the move all the time in the Shanahan offense. He can throw outside the numbers really well, and he can carve up defenses that way. He throws with a ton of velocity and does this by driving the ball with his his strong legs. He is hard to tackle, and so much of Ohio State's offense came through zone reads and extended plays that he made happen. Like The offense is based on him winning, which I think is something that people don't talk about with Mac Jones. This dude is the guy. He's the reason the offense ticks. Um, on the negative side, he doesn't look that comfortable in the pocket, and I think that's my biggest concern is his pocket presence. Is He, he won't feel an edge guy coming around. And we talked about Zach Wilson yesterday. He does feel that. Like, that's the big difference. And I think that's why a lot of people like Wilson more. And I think that's the biggest question mark for me. Another thing is, and this is what a lot of people have been talking about, is he stares down the receivers, takes a long time to get the ball out, and the game just looks kind of fast sometimes. Like, oh, he's just looking at this one receiver. A lot of that is because Ohio State offense, it's about wide receiver options. So if they have a receiver, you know, in the slot, he's going to have the option to run some type of comeback or run a corner route. And so feel to look like he's just staring at the receiver. Really, he's waiting for the for the wide receiver to, to make that move. Because say that the wide receiver reads it wrong and runs a comeback route, it could be really bad. Um, and he might just throw a, throw a ball straight to the safety and there's no receiver to even make it like contest the pass at all. So I think that's something that a lot of people have been forgetting to mention with this offense. And the only reason I kind of learned about this um, I was a little bit behind on the curve, I guess, was Daniel Jeremiah talked about it. And he was a big guy like, hey, everyone's saying he's a slow processor. That's not fair. And so for me, that, that's like the big thing is, is the pocket presence there? Is the ability to go through his pro- progressions there? And I don't think we have that answered yet. And I don't think we're going to have that answered in, in the NFL until we see him. Um, but I don't think this this narrative of like, oh, he's a slow processor. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, um, I think that's a really good point. Uh, and for the people saying that he stares down his first read, I think 75% of the time the first read's open. And like the guy's a winner, 20-2 and two as a starter. The only two losses are in the college football playoff, one in the semifinal, which arguably got, got taken from them um, with the Akuta fumble um, and stuff like that, and then running into the buzzsaw that was Alabama last year where they played pretty well in – in the title game on on offense, but the defense really let him down. What really excites me about Justin Fields is is this stat right here. Uh, Justin Fields in 2019 and 2020 was 71% of, of his passing yards came before the catch, which is the opposite of what the 49ers have right now. Both of those years was first in the entire Power Five, and people people have this narrative that, Ohio State quarterbacks don't don't work because of the Haskins, because of the JT Barrett, because of the Cardell Jones. But the year before, in 2018, Haskins was 41st with 
and the year before that, JT Barrett was 52nd with 48%. So they reinvented that 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 offense to work around Justin Fields and and his skill set. Obviously had tremendous success, but I'm excited to have a guy who can push the ball down the field and like obviously you're not going to get the same amount of yak um, when when we're throwing screens all the time, but pair the after catchability of Kittle, Debo, Ayuk with a guy who will push the ball down the field, and that's a special offense. And it makes me like visibly excited to think about a, a athlete back there and, and a guy who wants to push the ball down the field, which is something that we've not seen under the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Well, look at look at last year. In my mind, I think the best two games where the 49ers just look like, oh, they look like the 49ers like from 2019 were the first Rams game and the Patriots game where they just kind of handled those teams. The ball, it, it didn't feel like the ball was ever past five yards past the line of scrimmage in those games. I'm sure there's a couple shots in there, and I, I haven't watched those games in a while. But if yeah. you remember, it's like, oh, look, they have, you know, Ayuk going here, Debo going. It, it's everything's around the line of scrimmage. A lot of touch passes. Mm-hmm. A lot of screens, a lot of just, lot hey, of we're going to get this guy in a little design play. Oh, he's going to run, you know, a slant. And, like, that's, like, the, the, the big shot they run a slant. <laughs> um Justin Fields can absolutely push the ball down the field, and I, I, we didn't really get into this yet, but some people think that he's an inaccurate passer. No. That's his biggest strength, <laughs> is that he is he's actually the most accurate passer in the class on every single level of the field. So maybe not like, oh, if he's thrown to the left sideline. Like, not like that, but in terms of zero to nine Short, yards, intermediate, in long, the, yeah. Exactly. In that sense, on each level, he has the highest completion percentage. Completion percentage doesn't mean everything, of course. But if you watch him, he's hitting guys on the money very often. I think the reason why people believe he's an inaccurate passer is because his motion kind of like it's it gets like elongated at times where he's and he looks kind of like awkward on some of his deep throws. And then occasionally he'll miss. And when he does miss downfield, he like misses really big Mm -hmm. where it's almost like his motion got messed up. And and so I think the the, like people saying that he's inaccurate is, is not true i I don't think that's true i do think his motion needs work and if he can elevate his motion and he can make it a little bit quicker and not have that elongated motion when he goes downfield you're gonna see him even even become a more accurate passer downfield and and those big misses are are gonna not completely diminish but they're gonna be reduced yeah i i just i love his accuracy and i just that part really frustrates me about because I understand if you're saying like, hey, I'm, I question his ability to process the game. That's fair. Because we haven't really seen him run an offense where it's like, it's simply because the, the Niners offense, people think it's like, oh, it's super like advanced. In terms of the reads that you're making, it's not that it's not as advanced. It's really advanced pre-snap. That's where like you have to make your money. And, and as far as progressions go, it's not as difficult as what Ohio State's doing. They're asking him to do a lot. He has a ton on his plate at Ohio State. So I think when we kind of see that that change, there's going to be a big, I don't know what to call it, like a, a big fluctuation of what he's asked to do on a progression basis. And that, that's the question mark to me. The accuracy, I don't question that at all. Do you, feel, do you see like Justin Fields in the same sense of he is an extremely accurate downfield passer and that's where that's how he's going to elevate Shanahan's offense the most? Because that's what I think. I think that in his dual threat ability, it just brings a whole new element to the offense. And if your quarterback is able to make plays like, like we see with the bills, for example, obviously they're not the same exact player, 
but it just opens up different things for their their different skill guys. And I'll take the Niners skill guys over the Bills skill guys, with the exception of probably like Diggs. Every everybody else, I would I'd probably take the the Niner equivalent. I don't know. For for me, I'm I'm getting reminded of in twenty was it twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen the the Trubisky Watson class. Twenty seventeen. I'm I'm getting a Trubisky Watson vibe from Wilson and Fields, where Watson didn't do anything to really diminish himself, but Trubisky on a I love UNC on a UNC team who did not have nearly the level of of real success that Clemson did, obviously uh, came out and was consensus like the first quarterback off off the board. And the Niners obviously didn't didn't feel that way, which is why we we traded down um, and didn't pick him. But it was it was one of those things where the media pushed Trubisky over Watson, and I remember thinking like, what is the reason for that? Like, it's kind of one of those things where Wilson's been pushed ahead of Fields, and I don't really get it. Like, Fields is bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, he wins more. Um, I would I would argue that he's got a bigger arm. It's really just the processing and and the feel, and that's something that's so hard to quantify. And when you're playing in in Shanahan's scheme, it, it's a complete separate thing, I guess. No, I, I completely agree with that. You look at Justin Fields, and and you brought the arm strength, hundred percent, dude. Like he's got a cannon. And the difference is like Zach Wilson. I don't think he has. I don't think he has a very like strong arm. Like I, I, people are like, "What do you mean?" Like he rips it down when he's ripping the ball. It's down in the middle of the field. It doesn't mean he has a weak arm. I would I would not say that, but he's not able to drive the ball like Justin Fields is. Another thing that we haven't even talked about yet, Justin Fields is one of the most just physical, like and mentally like strong players that I've seen a quarterback in a while. He the and of course everyone's gonna talk about oh Clemson game you broke his ribs. It was it the first quarter he broke four ribs. And he stayed in. He also will sit in the pocket until the last second and get popped, like just get absolutely demolished and wait and wait and wait and wait and then rip it. There's not many guys that can do that. And that's something that I don't think is a skill that you can really learn. Like you have to have that innate ability to sit there and just, all right, there's a 300 pound defensive tackle that's going to light me up. Jimmy had it. Jimmy had it and he lost it after the ACL. He does the thing where he he turns he 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 throws and turns his back before he, he gets hit. And looking back at old old Jimmy, Jimmy used to stand in there pre pre ACL. Um, and I'm sure like you can watch clips last year of when he's pushing the ball down the field, even during 2019, where he turns before like the ball's even out of his hand because he's scared of getting hit. One of those things that like. I don't know. It, it. I. I think that we've underestimated how the ACL injury has impacted Jimmy's career. Yeah. No. And and I, I'll I'll ask you this: Is there a elite quarterback in the NFL that can't stand in the pocket and just get knocked on his ass as he delivers the ball? Because I think no. every single elite quarterback has that trait. Maybe. I mean. I, no. Everybody does. I was gonna say like maybe Rogers, but like honestly, Rogers sits in the air and gets lit up all the time. Yeah, I don't think there's a single quarterback that, back that's viewed as an elite player that doesn't do that. And Justin Fields has proven to me that he will do that continuously. That and, and people don't talk about that. People don't talk about his accurate, how accurate he is. And people really just don't talk about he is a just physical player. He is a tough player. 
you you remember the CJ Beathard pick? Why did why did Kyle want to pick CJ Beathard? Because he said he was oh. so tough. Well, oh. if you think CJ Beathard's tough, then then you got to check out this dude Justin Fields. <laughs> he's getting lit up every time, and he's just delivering strike after strike after strike. Um, we kind of talked about the arm strength for a second, and I guess I was slandering Wilson a little bit, and not not trying to, but the difference to me between those two guys is Fields is his offense is I have to wait, I have to wait, I have to wait. And then what does he have to do? He has to deliver a absolute dot, a, a, a strike to a wide receiver where the safety's bearing down on it because he knows where he's going to go. But their offense is like, hey, Justin Fields, we're going to utilize you and we're going to say, hey, you're better than these guys. Your arm is going to outplay these safeties. And that's what Ohio State did. Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't going to do that. And you talked about the yak and stuff. When you add that, to an offense, this ability to just go downfield over and over and over and hit these intermediate routes, hit these plays like outside the numbers, the sky's the limit. The sky is truly the limit if you draft Justin Fields. I agree. I, I think that's probably going to do it for him, and, and we're going to get into more Justin Fields stuff. Uh, eventually, I'm going to have a scouting report pro- probably like a week before the draft on Justin Fields, or a film review. Uh, but but this is, this is our channel. Um, we're going to be talking 49ers a bunch. Plan is to get stuff out every single day, so make sure to subscribe, like, comment too. If you if you think that we're wrong about Justin Fields and you think the progressions are an issue, I would love to talk about it. And please and argue. That, yeah, no, I want to hear what it is. Like, I, I'm totally open to other guys. I, I think I've come around on Wilson a lot more. Like when I first when I first watched Wilson, I was like, oh, I like this guy, and then it was like, oh, he's going two. Like that's a little bit much in my opinion. Just be, and it's not because oh he's going two. No, it's because he's going over a Justin Fields, who I just think is an immensely talented player. And I, I really think that for the 49ers, this is going to be an outstanding pick. And a lot of the, the, a lot of the questions about him, I think are going to get figured out. And really, if he can, if he can learn to have a better presence in the pocket where he can feel what's going on around him, because we, we did talk about how he can wait in there and like, let it rip. Uh, my problem is that sometimes he doesn't feel the edge guy come around. He'll just get drilled. And, and, and I think, I don't know how much will be a, of that will be eliminated. But it's definitely going to help when you have a, a very good run game and boot play action, bootleg, and you know play action where he's just sitting in like half the field and he only ha- has to read a little bit of the field and make a couple quick reads. I think it's going to be a lot different. I think I do think that th- of course the speed of the NFL is going to to increase, but the offense is going to be much more simplified with Shanahan in the play. It's going to be a lot tougher pre-snap, and that's going to be really tough for him to adjust, but. I'm excited. I, I think Fields is going to be the pick, and I, I I'm very excited. Fields Fields is he, he's the dude. He's really just the dude. I, I think so. Fields, Fields is the dude. I I think he's a good kid. For those of you who 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 don't know, he's on season two of QB one. I think that they took it off off Netflix, but there's some other ways that that you can watch it. And one thing that I didn't realize, just to kind of wrap it up, is he's a really good dude. Like you can tell watching the show, like kind of. Tate Martell came across as kind of a douche. Justin Fields is a good guy. His dad's a cop. And he's just like, he's he's kind of the highlight of of um the show. And obviously, like I'm like I'm kind of watching with a bit of a uh, targeted eye. Uh, <laughs> but it's but it's one of those things that like I'm like I would be proud for that guy to lead my 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 franchise. And I think that that's what's really gonna happen, which is super exciting. Yeah, that's perfect, man. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll start talking about Trey Lance. We'll talk about these quarterbacks a lot more. Um, also, we're going to be talking about Samson Ebukam. going to be doing a film review on him. That'll be out on Friday. So make sure to check that out. 
Um, but that's going to wrap it up. So thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon.